I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've posted a YouTube video, but it's because I have something extremely exciting to announce to y'all today. I'm starting a podcast. Now with that comes a change in the way that I'm doing my YouTube videos. Instead of doing like a vlog style video, I'm transitioning into an interview format. Now what I'm going to be doing is interviewing some successful people who have something informative, inspiring, or impactful to share with each and every one of you. I really do hope you enjoy. Hey guys, I'm here with my good friend, Chris Cashman. What's going on? And today we're gonna to be talking about in this episode, how to live a financially stress-free life. And Chris, we met what, four or five years ago? Sounds about right, yeah. Uh, I remember you were sitting in a cafe at our, at our old church and you were reading a book and I approached you and we started a conversation about the book. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, um, we started talking about budgeting. Mm -hmm. And so five years ago, tell them a little bit about the situation that you were in. So basically I just got my first adult job. Um, I say adult job, but just like a job with benefits. It was, it was basically a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I just got my first nine to five and I was seriously entertaining moving out. Uh, I had some friends that lived in uh, a house that they had an extra room mm -hmm. and they were like, Hey man, you should totally move in with us. And I thought it'd be fun. It was fun. Um, I thought it'd be fun, but it was a lot more expensive than I yeah. thought it was going to be. Uh, I moved in, got a little trigger happy, got into some credit card debt, uh, which I've mostly recovered from. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was not fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it again, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Right. So, from back then when I met you and now, would you say you've changed? Oh, I'd hope so. <laughs> and like, yeah. your, like your viewpoint on credit card debt and yeah. budgeting. No, yeah. I think it's matured a lot. Yeah. Like, from the Chris that I knew five years ago to the Chris that I know now, every time we go to the grocery store, I see him whip out his phone and pulls up the little calculator app and starts like subtracting each item from his whatever number. I don't know how much I'm gonna spend. Yeah. Or how much I can spend. So, explain that Chris, explain to them, cause like now when it comes to budgeting and living like a financially stress-free lifestyle, mm -hmm. I can't think of any of my friends other than you who is that intent and detailed mm -hmm. in how you do it. So share with them your secret sauce. Well, to set that up, I'm very good at justifying just about anything. Uh, so before <laughs> I, I budgeted, or I started budgeting, my first job I worked at Del Taco. I was there for about a month. And if my budget wasn't spent on food, it was spent on games or whatever else, mm -hmm. uh, whatever else have you. So I learned from an old mentor of mine how to budget in percentages. So basically for me, what that looks like is I get paid twice a month. So I have a list of all of my bills mapped out on mm -hmm. what day they're due. So the first thing I do when I get paid is I reference this list. I take out the ones that are due for this check. I set it aside. Hmm. I subtract that from my total check. And then what's left over, I budget out in percentages. So for example, if I have $400 left over, I go from 5% of 400 all the way up to 50% of 400. And I allot different percentages to different accounts I have. So I have a long-term savings account, which okay. is for long-term. Um, Short-term savings account is the money I put to carry me over for the next week. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a travel account, which I don't put as much into as I'd like. Uh, and then I was gonna say, when are we taking our trip to Europe? I mean, whenever the flights are back open again. Yeah, that's true. Something like that. But um, <laughs> and then I have an auto account uh, for stuff that mm -hmm. happens just in case because if something comes up with my car, I don't necessarily want to clean out my savings mm -hmm. if I don't have to. 
So I have a separate savings account for just my kind car. Kind of like your emergency room. Yeah, like flat tire, oil change, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that, that's basically what I do, and it's worked wonders for me. Okay, so let's simplify that a little bit, and then I also want to talk about that emergency relief fund that okay. you have. Um, so it, so let's, let's break that down. Super simple terms mm-hmm. is you take your paycheck, you get it what, every two weeks? Like the first and yeah, the 15th? Basically. Basically, you take what you make and you set aside your expenses, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say play money, whether it's buying camera equipment yeah. or your hobbies, what have you. And then, you know, you've got your savings and your, you know, other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you live, like financially speaking, I know that you want more. Yeah. And there's like goals and things that you have. Mm-hmm. But would you say that you're pretty you've got you've got the budgeting down to where it's, it's, it's like stress-free yeah. yeah I feel like I'm the best at it that I've ever been but mm-hmm. there's always room for growth that, that's good right there that's a very cliche thing to say but I feel like there's always room for growth right um, but it's like no matter how much money you make you're gonna keep that same principle mm-hmm. unless right. I figure out, or unless someone comes along and there's something better so some something better <laughs> something better comes along yeah, but I think that's super important for, like, if you wanted to, pause the video right now, pause the audio, however you're listening or watching this, and go down and figure out what your expenses are. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down with Chris about four years ago in that cafe, and we wrote down all of his expenses mm-hmm. of what he spends every month, and do that for yourself. Write down what your expenses are, how much you spend each month, go to your bank account, see how much you know, you spend at Starbucks or yeah. how much you spent on iTunes, on Candy Crush, yeah. or whatever it is. And it'll surprise you how much you spend. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're looking to move out. Also, you got to factor into furniture. Everybody wants like, your money. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm not. No, but I remember when you first, like, moved into, like, when you first got your own apartment. Yeah. You had towels. Mm-hmm. You had silverware. You had bedding. Those things add up to no, be, immense Yeah, amount. most people don't think. It's like, okay, you need cookware. You don't need a ton. I don't have super fancy plates. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got plates, cups, cookware, sheets, yeah. towels, whole nine. And so if, if you're looking to move out, because I know a lot of my viewers are younger, like between the ages of 16 and 25, I'd mm-hmm. say. You know, in that gap, you've got some people that are looking at, okay, you know, I'm ready to move out on my own. Yeah. And we had that conversation. So like, stop. Break down your expenses, figure mm-hmm. out, okay, how much is your furniture going to cost? How's all that going to cost? And then do the percent thing that Chris was talking about. Mm-hmm. Break down, okay, I'm going to live off of 40% of what I make. So I'm not going to spend a ton of money. I'm going to save 20%. I'm going to mm-hmm. put 10% down for my emergency relief fund, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10% for my hobbies. And I'm not really doing the math in my head, but there's probably a little bit left over. That's a super simple and super effective way of saving your money and, and, and budgeting. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a way to live a stress-free financial life. Yeah. I remember, I, I mean, not to get all Dave Ramsey on everybody, but I remember sitting down with my parents and we had envelopes. Mm-hmm. And my parents said, okay, Peyton, take this $10 and separate it between these envelopes. Mm-hmm. And one envelope was like my spending money. This is like, I was probably like, Five or six years old and one envelope was my spending money one envelope was for like my food or you know whatever have you one envelope was for tithing and they're like okay you take this three dollars or you take this dollar uh, and you put 
10% to your tithing, you put 30% to your savings, mm -hmm. and the rest is for your spending. Yeah. And that same mentality from when I was a little kid selling cupcakes to now, yeah. I mean, I'm still a little kid, but I'm older, mm -hmm. selling houses, mm -hmm. that same like envelope strategy works today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can give a man, let's say, $100,000 uh, every year. And one man can take that $100,000 and go get a Mercedes and live in a really nice home that has a really high mortgage payment. Or, I guess in most circumstances, rent somewhere for a really high dollar amount. Yeah. And he's spending all 100000 every year on his Mercedes, his nice clothes, his... Um, nice apartment, whatever it is, and he's got nothing left over. There's nothing yeah. for savings. Yeah. Or you can take that same $100,000 and give it to a man that is budgeting it, mm -hmm. that says, okay, I'm not going to buy a brand new Mercedes. I'm going to buy you know, a Chevy Impala or what have you and pay it off, pay it off in cash and have a car paid for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the money that I've been saving and put it on a down payment on a smaller house. Mm -hmm. It might not be as luxurious, but who do you think is living the happier life? Oh, the one with budget. Completely. Yeah. Because they're not worried about, oh, can I pay for this next month? Because mm -hmm. they're saving. Well, I think a perfect example of that is my car. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get out of it because I got in a little over my head when I first got it. Right. Uh, long story short, I bought a, about a $20,000 car when I was making about 30000 on a good day. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a friend, he had one, and he was like, oh, the, the payments are only $200 a month, $300 a month. And I was fortunate in the sense where I didn't have a ton of expenses. Mm -hmm. So sure, I could swing $200 a month, but you're still buying like a however much, like just because you can get a car. Like for right. example, I've seen some Porsches for like 20 grand. You can get a Porsche for 20 grand, but you're still buying a $100,000 car. One day we're gonna do a video on how to buy a car. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I All my friends, they, they're always like, I'm buying a car. Peyton, come with me. Yeah. You, you literally did that oh, like yeah, a couple no, days ago. He helped me out. It's, it's great. I haven't got a new one yet. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's like don't mm – -hmm. just because you can afford the payments doesn't mean you can afford the thing because you're Ooh, always – That's good right there. You're always spending $100,000 on whatever. Not You're not spending $200 a month on yeah. a car because you still have to maintain it. Right, and I've talked to a lot of you know really successful entrepreneurs – I'm talking guys that have built up billion dollar businesses and I've sat down with them whether it's over coffee or over lunch and I think all of them have told me the same thing. Peyton, when you have a lot of money, don't buy a boat. No, you, you never want to be the guy with the boat. You want to be the guy that parties on the boat and then gets to go home. Right, because if you go and you buy the boat, that's a depreciating asset. Yeah. I mean, literally every single person that I've talked to that makes you know, two, three, ten million dollars a year. They've said, Peyton, don't buy the boat. Mm -hmm. Now that same principle goes back to our everyday life. Now granted, I can't afford to buy a yacht right now, but even if I could, I wouldn't. And that, get a kayak. I'll get a kayak. That's the, uh, you know, the, the smart thing to do, the affordable thing to That's do. That's the Walmart yacht. That's the Walmart yacht. Buy a kayak, the Walmart yacht. Mm -hmm. But that, that principle still stands, yep. is even though you can afford the yacht, pay off the car. Yeah. Even though you can afford a newer car, pay off the one you've got now. Yeah. I've Don't have your debt. Like tell them a little bit, I mean you, you briefly touched on your credit card debt. Yeah. It's like now, it, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you can load one up, you get one that has like air mile bonuses and just transfer and then build up some miles, and that's kind of fun. I definitely thought that's dumb. Yeah. Um, but we were, we were, no. I remember we were at, we were getting coffee in Dallas before yeah. you lived in Dallas. And we were just walking with our little cup of coffee. We got coffee right there. I was going to go grab it, but it messed up our shot. Um, but I remember we were sitting with a cup of coffee and said, Peyton, you know, I've got this credit card debt and I need to pay it off. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And we literally we sat there and we budgeted. This is how we're going to do it. And now, you know, yeah. you've, if not you've done it, but you've taken a ton of, mm-hmm. a big chunk of that credit debt. Yeah, off. no, I'm, I'm still working on it, but I think at the end of the day, your toys should never be a bill. Mm. And that applies to credit cards, mm-hmm. cars, whatever else. If it's something that you don't explicitly need, don't make it chase you every month for money. Because then, then you're never enjoying it. You're like, oh, well, I still owe on this, and then God forbid something breaks. Yeah. It's like, okay, not only do I not own this, I have to fix it. Yeah. If, so. If, so if we were to like break down in bullet points mm-hmm. how to live a stress-free financial life, it's like, first of all, budget. Absolutely. Don't live above your means. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then I think a super important point that I meant to get to earlier was have a six-month emergency relief fund. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Stands for Smurf. Like the blue guys? No. Like a Smith. You messed me up. Like a six-month emergency. I almost said like a Smurf. Mm-hmm. No, but a six-month emergency relief fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that is is take all your expenses a month. Multiply that by six. Mm-hmm. That, that does get you, in fact, six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you take your month's expenses, multiply it by six. That's the math. But no, you take that number and you want to set that aside in a savings account. If you don't have that right now, completely understand. I, it took me a long time to get to the point to where yeah. you can set aside six months of mm-hmm. your expenses. Start with a goal. Start with like $1,500. That was my first goal. Yeah. Start with $1,500 that's manageable and then go from there. And then keep growing that and mm-hmm. growing that till you get to the point where, you know, I mean, we know that right now is the coronavirus. Yeah. And that's kind of like a big deal for a lot of people. A lot of people are out of work. But for the people who are smart in budgeting their money, mm-hmm. they're not worried about this. I mean, granted, it has different effects on everybody. Yeah. But imagine if you went into this having six months mm-hmm. of your expenses aside. Yeah. That would take so much stress off of your shoulders mm-hmm. because, you know, worst case scenario – I've got six months to live on. Yeah. If I'm out of work, I mean, I, I mean, I know you're a creative as well. Your your, your day job is in like IT and mm-hmm. doing that, and you're also you know wanting to tell them a little bit about like creative wise what you're wanting to do. Yeah, so I do uh, I do IT during the day, and mm-hmm. then I do freelance stuff at night or whenever I'm off, uh, photography, video work, stuff like right. that. And then my other thing, kind of like my pet project, if you will, is live production. Um, so I want to get back into like directing concerts, events, stuff like that. Now to make that transition though of getting back into that, that's where that six month emergency relief comes oh, super in handy absolutely. when these people who are wanting to move from a nine to five to eventually, you know, you have a dream of what was it directing a Cowboys game? Yeah. I mean it, but it's it, seriously all of that, all of those dreams and goals that you have goes back to how do I budget correctly? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be smart with my money? Am mm-hmm. I going to live above my means? And those bullet points that I was talking about, it all consolidates down to, can I afford this? Is it in my budgeting to buy that new car? Or, you know, that goes back to, you know, you in a grocery store and you've got your calculator there and you're subtracting the grapes that you're about to buy from your monthly budget. Well, it makes (laughs) me feel better. If 
if I know that I've spent, or if, if I, let's say I put 10% uh, of my check back mm -hmm. into whatever savings account I have, if I've done that, that makes me feel better about spending other money. Because no mm -hmm. matter how little money I've made when I started budgeting, um, I've always felt better mm -hmm. about, okay, if I only have $300 for these next three weeks, I'm gonna set aside this month, much of it, and then yeah. I'll feel better about, okay, let's just relax with the rest. Yeah, and that's huge. And it doesn't get any more complicated. It's like, that is so simple. We're not trying to tell you an idea of, we want you to put away $50,000 or $25,000. Like, no, mm -hmm. we're just saying, if you take a percentage of what you already make, mm -hmm. cut down your expenses. I remember when coronavirus hit, I had a couple of offices that I was paying for, um, had a couple other expenses, whether it was subscriptions that I didn't need. I cut it down to the bare essentials yeah. and said, okay, these are my expenses. This is what it takes to live. And I'm just gonna live off of the essentials. Mm -hmm. I don't need more. And I think that idea of living off of the essential is how to live that stress-free financial life. Mm -hmm. Is you don't need you don't need a lot. You might want it, but quality you don't need it now. Quantity. What? Quality over quantity. Yeah, quality over quantity. And you know, if you want a Mercedes, go work to where your expenses mm -hmm. are low and your passive income and or go used. Your income go used. Don't certified buy a new free car, preferably. You say certified free. Certified free. Only way to go. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it's like. If you want to buy a new car, think to yourself, okay, am I buying a $20,000 car mm -hmm. on a $30,000 a year salary? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense when you say it like that. Mm -hmm. No, it was, no, it was, it was very dumb. <laughs> very but, dumb of me. Yeah. But hey, you're smarter now, you live and you learn, right? Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, that is what it gets narrowed down to, yep. is budget correctly. You know, if you take anything away from this video, it's don't live above your means mm -hmm. and then set aside that six month emergency relief. And don't ever be ashamed of where you're at because yeah. I'm still not where I want to be. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it, when you're on top of the assets that you have mm -hmm. as you develop, you'll be more competent with what you're able to gain because you, right. you can never really grow until you learn how to manage what you have. Yeah, that's all. And, and that's anything uh, life, career development, money, whatever else. Um, if you can get a hang on how to manage what you have now. As you develop, you'll be able to do that guilt-free. Yeah, that's relatively awesome. guilt-free, whatever your definition of guilt is. Yeah, I think I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna grab my cup of coffee now. I don't care if it messes up the shot, but thank you, Chris, for uh, tuning in and grab your cup of coffee. No, I grab your cup of coffee. Yeah, you need a cup of coffee. <sighs> there you go. All right, Chris, thanks for coming on. Anytime. Thanks for having me. <laughs>